have advisors, have consultants, have people you can trust in your corner. They may not always agree with you, and sometimes that's a good thing. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation, and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome back to another episode of Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, sponsored by CBRE. CBRE is the global leader in real estate operations, providing solutions to the world's largest energy, oil, and gas companies. CBRE supports their clients' facilities both upstream and downstream without compromising safety by delivering strategies that optimize operations, reduce costs, and risks. Unlike the power of your energy, oil, and gas portfolio with CBRE, learn more at www.cbre.com forward slash EOG. I'm not asking anybody to leave any reviews anymore because y'all don't listen to me anyway. But if you want some hard hat stickers or laptop stickers, check out the show notes for a 10-second survey, and we'll get those shipped out to you. All right, let's get into it. I'm sitting here today with Ray Trey Dougal, Chief Financial Officer of R4 Specialties. How's it been going, Trey? It is going great. Good, good. Hadn't seen you in a while. It's been, a I don't know, but six, seven months since we're out there. Since I came to our gumbo back in December. Yeah. You know, a pleasure. That was such a good time. Y'all coming out and doing the podcast, talking about you and Mark. It was a fun event. I know y'all were busy that day. That was the hottest gumbo and hottest day in December to have gumbo. <laughs> and unfortunately, we're always at the mercy of the weather. So we try to figure out if we're going to have more beer or more whiskey. <laughs> well, Trey, let's talk about how you got started in the oil and gas industry. Well, my father actually got started in 1974. Mm -hmm. And every summer from the age of 13 on, I would go work at his warehouse, wherever he was working, and get into different things, you know, sweep, dust. I started driving, started making deliveries for whatever company. It was always a very interesting time. Very interesting clients, people that I would go deliver with, uh, make deliveries to. It was always fun. It, it was just something very unique about the oil and gas industry. And so 2008, my father opened his own company, kind of specializing in this like niche product. So helping all of his friends and clients find hard-to-find things. I came on in 2012 with more of a financial backing. I worked at a community bank for almost 15 years. So I came in with a different set of skills, a different set of business acumen. And so I came in more from the banking, trying to learn more of the oil and gas industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about what R4 Specialties does exactly. R4 Specialties is a procurement company. We can 
buy many different things and bundle them. The way that helps our clients, it helps save time and money and headache. Everything comes into our warehouse. We check it, quality control. We might put a stainless steel tag on it before it gets shipped to our client. There's an unrealized cost every time one of our clients creates a PO to a vendor, to someone. We help them save that money by us taking that burden off of them. We have over 50 years of experience working with many different oil and gas companies, finding the best deal, finding maybe a better delivery, better mousetrap, so to speak, than who they would normally go to. Another great thing about what we do is being that we put all this stuff together, we might be able to put it in, let's say, a Connex box and get it shipped out to Midland, Texas or some coordinates in Utah and get it set up so our client now has a working field office. All their material is in one spot instead of going to a warehouse that 80 other project managers will steal from. So it all gets to one spot all together. And like for one of my clients, I was able to save her numbers were 25 to 30% of their loss or damaged goods on their P&L, what they budget it for every year. Right. That's a pretty sizable savings if everything can get to one place at one time, all tagged. We know it's all there. So it cuts down on loss from our clients. It costs down on deliveries, cuts down on if they have to look for something, they go to one person. They're not having to go to 50 different people. Yeah, that saves a lot of time. It absolutely saves a lot of time. We understand we get overruns, we get weather changes, bad weather comes through, knocks out facilities for a day or a week or whatever. Projects get pushed back. I have the facilities, the resources to be able to help hold that material until the project site is ready to receive it. Very good. So you mentioned you'd always had this interest in oil and gas. And what made you leave banking to go, okay, yeah, dad, I'm going to work for you. What was that moment where you were like, oh, I need to go do that? That is not to talk bad about my previous employer. I just saw my dad and some of my other family were working with him. They would talk about how much fun they were having, you know, the work. You know, it is difficult some days, but it just seemed like I wanted to be a part of my family more than just being a son. I wanted to wear other hats within my family. Yeah, I can't imagine the banking business is fun or boring (laughs) or anything like that, you know. It definitely had its challenges and it definitely had its disadvantages. But, you know, without some of the banks local banks, national banks, without the banking system as a whole, I don't think we would have the United States that we do have today. That's true. That's true. So coming into the industry, what were some of the challenges that you had to face? Terminology. Mm, Yep. Yep. Thanks to the Oil & Gas Weekly Podcast, I learned a lot of terminology, you know, like uh, pig, pipe instrument gauging. Yep. There was so many others. That one just sticks with me more than others for whatever reason. <laughs> I think that was a recent episode too. So, 
I think this was like a month or two ago. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I had asked Mark something about something to do with Russia. You know, pretty much what we talk about every week. <laughs> you know, and the acronyms, they all mean something. They all have a reason. And just trying to learn almost a different language, you know, coming from a, a financial background, we had certain acronyms that didn't mean anything to anybody other than in a bank. So you got to get that play on words in some instances, which makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. I think the first acronyms I learned were TNA, PNA, all that stuff. So yeah, I get it. It is definitely a different language. There's actually a website you can go to. It might even be, yeah, it's Slumberger's Dictionary that they have. So I use that quite a bit and I've got a couple books on it, but yeah, there are still things I don't know. <laughs> That's the joy of life is always trying to learn something new, I think. Right, right. So what does a CFO do at a procurement company? Well, I try to follow up with all my vendors and get them paid, follow up with all my clients to get paid. Try to also make sure that I have money to pay my employees. Also take out the trash when I'm in Houston. I make deliveries whenever I can to help save on freight costs. So, you know, we're a medium-sized company. We will all wear many hats over there. Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Let's get into leadership. Trey, what is leadership to you? For me, I always thought of leadership as trying to make anybody else that works with me their life easier whether it's finding softwares or kind of troubleshooting softwares or running their interference form to help make their job, whatever their job is, easier. They understand the software. They understand the process and procedures. Then their life becomes easier and they can process more orders, more purchase orders, more projects, can help handle those things. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're saying that you're giving them tools in order to do their jobs. Yes. Very good. Do you have an example, maybe a difficult experience you've had as a leader? We're kind of going through one right now. Our accounting software that we have been using for like the last 10 years is corrupt. Oh, no. Oh, no. So we are in the process of getting that fixed. And to get that fixed, I had to move to a different accounting software. And it's not the funnest thing in the world. I wouldn't guess so. <laughs> At the same time, we have to keep our wits about us and understand that we have to get the right data to be able to make decisions on whatever it may be. And without the right data going into and out of our accounting software, that leaves room for so many errors. Oh, yes. And then the amount of time it's going to take to correct. Yeah. So that's what I've been working on is finding the errors, correcting them, finding them, correcting them. If there's issues between our purchase orders that were entered and the bills to the vendor, trying to fix those, trying to fix as much as I can in that trying to be that good leader. Yeah. You know, by my definition of making other people's lives easier. Yeah. So, yeah. I am not envious. <laughs> I do have a very reliable CPA that has been helping us out. Oh, that's great. That's always great. Because when you have a bad one of those, let me tell you what, I have experience in that and it's not fun. Not fun at all. So, 
you know, he's been a help. And I have a cell phone, so I can text him when I need and helps me put my mind at ease when things are maybe not right within our books. So trying to get that fixed and get all that fixed and up and running and go through that. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk about what's the most rewarding thing about leadership. There's a lot that's rewarding to me. Mm -hmm. When I see our team succeed, that's a reward. When things go wrong, I try not to blame anybody else. I really want to, you know, and then take apart that problem. What was the problem? What was the issue? Life is going to throw that problem back at us again one day. How do we fix it? How do we make it better the next time that comes up? Yeah, life's always good at throwing wrenches, huh? Life does. Yeah. Yeah, especially for this industry. Yes, we've had two or three good years, two or three bad years. Yeah, it's it's because it's cyclic. So Yeah. You know, hopefully these cycles, I'd like these cycles to last the 10 good years. Yeah. 10 or 12, you know, not one or two. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think majority of the listeners would agree with that. Yeah. I'd like 10 good years or one bad year. (laughs) So if you had one piece of advice to give our audience, what would that be? Constantly learn. That's a good one. Don't be afraid to ask questions. One piece of advice I read recently was, if you think you're the smartest person in the room, go find a different room. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Where'd you hear that? Don't remember if it was in a podcast or a book, but that one I was like, go find a different room. Go learn something new from somebody else. Oh, that's so good. I'm about to write that one down. So what book has influenced you? Let's see. The Bible, number one. Recently, I read Extreme Ownership by Jocko. Mm, mm -hmm. Loved it. I try to put as many of those things into play. From the Bible, it says you should never borrow money unless you plan on making money on it. That's a very wise piece of advice. From Jocko, one of the things was don't expect somebody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. That's a fair statement. So, Yeah, right on. So since you're so good with giving everybody tools to do their jobs, (laughs) what is your most used business tool? Almost everything that I have is hydrocarbon related from my tablet, my phone, the wheels on my vehicle. You can do so much with those, you know, with email, video conferences. There's just so many things that hydrocarbons touch. So I would have to say it's something that our industry is... 100% responsible for is the life that we have today. Yep. And the prosperity from it. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Very firm words. Yes. So who is your most respected competitor? I respect all of them. Some will do things a little bit better than we can. We can do things a little bit better than they can. So there are times whenever I'll get something that one of my competitors is much better at. I'll let them know about it. And in return, they have done the same thing to me. Yeah. So what makes you better than that competition? Sometimes we will do a little bit more research on some of the products because in the oil and gas industry, there's probably 5 million different parts and pieces out there. And we've probably touched 4 million of them in the last 10 years. So sometimes it's listening to what they're really needing. 
Sometimes it's finding it and helping acquire it. Sometimes it's something very special, and some of our other competitors may not want to touch those super, super special pieces that we will put that extra effort into acquire it, help engineering go through those things. I had, for instance, just on something that we did good for one of my clients, it was from very big offshore strainers, and they came to us and they had variances that were outside the tolerances that were engineered. It was too thin in one area or too thick in another area. We were able to identify that, get the vendor to fix them, shipping back and forth, but they were able to fix all the issues. Had that just gone offshore, my client would have been on the hook for seventy, eighty thousand dollars worth of product that they might not have been able to put into use. Yeah, yeah. No, the moment you said offshore, I knew it was gonna be up there. Yeah. So just things like that. Being thorough. Puts us one step above others. You also could have said, because you're the CFO. <laughs> That's what makes y'all better. <laughs> so through all this time, what has been your most important lesson learned? Have advisors, have consultants, have people you can trust in your corner. They may not always agree with you. And sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So where do you find these types of people? Ask, talk, be vulnerable, get referrals. Everybody has somebody they trust in their life that may know somebody else. You know, other boards, other organizations will also introduce you to people in, in different fields that may have a different view of things, but have a knowledge, maybe of business, maybe see something a little different than what I see it and try to listen to those people. Yeah. Yeah. Networking is great too, right? Networking, yes. Very important. I met some of my friends through networking in different places, whether it was in when I was with the bank through the Chamber of Commerce or at other events such as the gumbo that we had in December. It was just different things like that. Yeah, that was a good event. So how could your role now be important to the future of the oil and gas industry? Well, time is money, and I deal with a lot of money sometimes. So keeping those projects rolling, keeping things coming in, keeping payments coming in, for us, for anybody in our industry, trying to make the right deal work. Makes sense to me. So what are your thoughts about telling someone about this industry that doesn't quite understand the industry? We care about the environment more than... What has led on our industry has helped human civilizations grow and prosper. And we do a lot of good for the environment, for human flourishing, for the world. Great jobs and bring prosperity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that our industry has reduced deaths due to natural causes by like 400%. Our industry is also helping clean up with carbon dioxide, with carbon sequestering. We have tools to help us see hurricanes, help us figure out that tornadoes are forming. 
help us grow more food, help us find water where none was before. So those are some of the things our industry has done for humans. That's some pretty cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So Trey, do you have a favorite podcast? Well, two of my friends, Terry and Tevin, back in 2018, told me about this little podcast. I think it's called Oil and Gas This Week. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I have been a listener to that particular podcast pretty much every week since then. How long ago have you been listening? Around 20, this must have been mid-2018. Oh, wow. Long time listener. Yeah. I try not to miss too many episodes. Well, when we put them out on time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting that little notification. You have a new podcast. Yes. Get to listen. It's funny. Our schedules don't match up exactly. <laughs> no, I would guess not. And then, you know, I have a couple others. I've been doing a Bible study on Exodus. Okay. That has been very interesting. I'm about 20 hours into that Bible study. So. Oh, that's a deep dive then. Oh, yeah. They're breaking down verse by verse. And what is interesting on that one is they have Jewish scholars, Christian scholars, historians. Oh, that's neat. Psychiatrists. So they talk like really deep in the Ten Commandments or the Ten Statements, depending on which religion. Yeah. It's very interesting stuff. Good, good. That's really cool. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me, Trey. If people want to reach out to you and or get to know more about our four specialties, how might they go about doing that? We do have a website, www.r4specialties.com. We are right off of Grant Road in 249 in Houston, Texas. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn, Trey. Dugal or the president of the company, Ray Dugal. Your dad. Yay. Yep. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All right. Well, that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com. 